welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Dr. Rick and I are so grateful to join you today. And we are just privileged to be able to have Justin Myers from Show Hope to join us on the conversation. And what we really want to talk about is hope for the journey. How do we have hope for the journey ahead? And as we talk about so many different times, the adoption journey is not just about the application, the process, and and bringing your child into your home. The journey starts once the child is in your home. And uh, we are so grateful to partner with Show Hope. And Show Hope is another organization that truly believes that our hope and our aim and our vision is not just to get kids into homes, but get kids into homes where they can be discipled, where they can grow, where they can mature, and where they can live well-adjusted lives in the nature of a family. And to be able to do that, we obviously have got to care for these kids uh, spiritually and mentally and physically through trust-based relational intervention. And so today, Dr. Rick and I are so grateful to have joined Justin Myers. He's the director of programs at Show Hope. He grew up in Arkansas and has spent time in China, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Uh, He has so many passions, including the local church, international missions, and refugees, all of these passions, obviously, which line up with with Lifeline's heart and Show Hope's heart. But he's most excited about investing his working hours and others navigating adoption. Justin and his wife, Bonnie, are parents to two children. Hosanna and Asher, who they brought into their home through adoption. He has a master's of divinity and mission and a master's in business administration, which he used in retail, nonprofit, and the church setting over the past 10 years. Justin lives in Nashville, and his favorite part of living in Nashville is following along with stellar uh, MLS team, uh, the Nashville SC, and welcoming new neighbors from all walks of life. But before we do bring in uh, Dr. Rick and Justin, I want to remind you and and of at Lifeline that that we know that families walking with children from hard places often need support and encouragement in unique ways. And that's why we are excited to partner with our friends at Show Hope to offer a digital conference for your family or church called Hope for the Journey. And Hope for the Journey is designed to provide tools and hope for adoptive and foster families. The conference will be available for viewing beginning Friday, April 5th through June 30th of 2024. And you can choose a convenient time for your family or your church to participate. So if you're interested in either your family or church participating in this Hope for the Journey conference, visit showhope.org. Again, that's showhope.org. Or visit our show notes for a link to register for this digital conference. And as a listener of the Defender podcast, you're going to want to go to those show notes because there is a specialized code for you to be able to listen and to be a part of this most important conference. If you are an adoptive or foster family or you believe the Lord might be calling you to adopt or to foster, it is imperative uh, that you be a part of the Hope for the Journey conference from our friends at Show Hope. Well, it's that time of the podcast that everybody just loves. It's when we bring on the distinguished silver-tongued and silver-haired one, the magnanimous, renowned, notorious, and infamous Dr. Rick. Dr. Rick, Justin is a great friend and a great partner, and certainly we love what he and Show Hope do and what they stand for. Well, a couple of things, Herbie. First of all, I'm going to have to go look up a few of those things that you called me because I'm not really sure. So I think it was good. 
but the jury's still out. I'll let you know in the next episode. Um, we did throw in Notorious this time. That's a new one, Notorious. <laughs> but I do think you are Notorious. I and, actually uh, probably am Notorious. And and there probably are people out there that are nodding their heads in, in great affirmation of that. Um, well, and without you know. sharing too many details here, you've got some reasons and some cast of characters that are surrounding you recently that make you even more Notorious. But we'll leave it at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we'll just let folks figure that out on their own. But, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really uh, just kind of giddy today because uh, we get to talk to somebody who I just really consider uh, a buddy. Um, you know, you have you have friends, you have acquaintances, you have people there. There are very few people that you get to do life with that you you just they fall, they fall into that buddy category. And uh, Justin Myers is one of those people for me. And, and so, um, we've had the, the opportunity over the last several years to, to get to know each other, um, to share, you know, life as adoptive dads, to talk about, you know, the journey that God has us on, um, to get to do some pretty cool things together professionally. And, uh, and so Justin, man, I'm just really, really, really pumped that you're with us today. So, um, welcome friend to the defender podcast. Yeah, thank thank you, uh, both you guys, Herbie and, and Dr. Rick. Uh, the pleasure really is all mine. And um, Herbie, I will certainly affirm all the descriptors uh, that you said about Dr. Rick. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it really is a joy to call uh, both of you brothers, brothers, uh, but also friends. So thank you for having me on today. Yeah, man. Well, um, one of the things that I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag, uh, Herbie said in the show notes that, you know, there's code for hope for the journey. And so I'm going to let you know that uh, that show hope picked a really stealthy code for you to be able to get that discount for hope for the journey. So the code is lifeline. If you'll, if you'll just use, use the word lifeline, uh, that'll, that'll bless you with a, with a discount and an ability to be able to participate in hope for the journey. And, and the reason we've done that is because we really believe in, in this conference. And um, we've, I can say personally, I've benefited. Uh, we benefited for years from uh show hopes creating accessibility for families to 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 be able to get tbri training and to be able to to have resources um you know based around trust-based relational intervention and one of the really exciting ways that that happens is through um, one of the most excellent conferences um and and there's there's really nothing like hope for the journey. I don't I don't know of anything out there that that provides the kind of excellent training, particularly with the production value that uh, that hope for the journey provides. So, but Justin, maybe the way to start, we you know we throw around uh, TBRI and we talk about trust based relational intervention, and you know and and I think sometimes we take it for granted that people you know understand what we're talking about, but uh, there may be folks that are, you know, that are new to adoption and foster care or new to, uh, you know, ministering to kids that that come from hard places. And so, um, you know, maybe as a TBRI practitioner, break it down a little bit for those of us that aren't and uh, help us to understand what TBRI is a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm, I would love to do that. Um, and, and really, I can't pick any better words uh, than the way that Dr. Danica Knight, who's the director of the Care and Purpose Institute, 
of child development, um, the way that she's described it. So really, uh, I, I'm going to take her script and uh, just share that with you because she she has um, done that so beautifully. So um, TBRI, it's, it's an evidence-based, trauma-informed approach to helping children heal after experiencing trauma. So think physical abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, significant grief and loss. And what all these experiences of trauma have in common is that they happen in relationships. And oftentimes, uh, relational trauma is most difficult to heal from because the places where children should have been the safest uh, have often been violated or disrupted. Um, Also, just think about children who've been impacted by adoption and foster care. Mm -hmm. Every single one of these precious children will have experienced relational trauma to one degree or another. Uh, it's just inherent to their their experience. So TBRI's main ingredient is connection. And because its roots are in the science of attachment, um, it, it's, uh, it, yeah, connection just flows through everything that TBRI is. So we'll, we'll break that down a little bit. Um, but really more than that, it's it's a paradigm shift. So it's prioritizing healthy relationships and authentic connection. Uh, so a few examples of that. Uh, it means connecting deeply with eye contact, healthy touch, getting on a child's level, affirming their preciousness, and really just attempting to, to see the world through their eyes. Um, it addresses the child's body, like nutrition, sensory stimulation, changing the physical environment when that's possible so that the child can feel safe. Uh, and, and then really uh, where I feel like TBRI shines is it's modeling what it looks like to regulate intense emotions and behaviors while teaching a child what to do when they're upset. So it's, it's shaping behavior, uh, yes, by providing high structure, but doing that alongside high nurture. And it's correcting with just the right amount of support. Uh, so TBRI just really provides tools for that. Uh, and, and then just, just a few more things here. It's, it's really practical and effective. Um, so the way that we help children heal from trauma is we uh, acknowledge and disarm their fears. And that's only done in safe and trusting relationships. Um, Dr. Karen Purvis, who the Institute is named after, um, she passed away in 2016, but she used to say that what has been harmed in relationship must be healed in relationship. Um, we also learn to see the need behind the behavior. TBRI teaches that. So we address what's beneath the surface, uh, which for many of these kids is a deep need to feel understood, connected, and worthy. And then uh, one of the things that I've really benefited from in TBRI is uh, really that as parents or caregivers, we learn to be mindful at all times and how our own histories impact the way that we respond to situations, especially situations uh, with our children when we're stressed or frustrated um, by their behaviors. And and so what I often tell people about TBRI and the gospel is um, TBRI is not the gospel, but it's a really helpful and practical vehicle to live out the gospel in relationships. That's a good word. Um, it's a good way to think of the the way to approach TBRI with like, how does that reconcile with the gospel? And and I think they're the, the principles that you know that we learn um, about how to approach and how to relate you know, to children, um, 
it, it really is a good way of, of, of putting the fruit of the gospel on display, right? Like those, those mm-hmm. things that we, you know, when we think about the fruit of the spirit and the things that the, that the gospel is supposed to produce in us um, and, and that transformation that happens, these are, you know, good principles to keep in front of us, um, you know, for, for certain. Mm-hmm. So Justin, when, when we think about um, hope for the journey and, and we think about this, you know, video conference, who are the ideal attendees? Like who, who, who is hope for the journey? Uh, like who's it created for? Yeah. So a little, little tongue in cheek here. I would say the short answer <laughs> is that anybody who touches the life of a child will benefit from this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a no brainer, of course, are parents and caregivers. We've, we've already mentioned that in TBRI, um, but really um, beyond families, pastors will benefit from this content um, because they'll learn about the specific needs of children and adults. I mean, think adults used to be children, Right. And, and sometimes they bring trauma with them in, into adulthood. Um, so it can help pastors wisely structure the ministries of their church to receive children and families who have significant, unique needs. Uh, children's ministry leaders and youth leaders will learn how they can accommodate their spaces and teaching to reach children with lots of different backgrounds. Uh, and then, of course, foster and adoption support groups. Uh, will also benefit as they learn really practical skills to help them gently and intelligently navigate challenging situations with their child, while also enhancing that relationship with their child, right? Because we're always investing in them. And then support persons, you know, around foster and adoptive families, they can learn effective strategies for for really helpfully serving children and families. Um, and then you you mentioned unique needs. So any parent out there is going to know there's normal developmental needs and relational needs that mm-hmm. every parent navigates with their children. But then you compound that with stress and pressure of building a relationship with a child who approaches life as a threat and relationships as a liability, right? When they've been hurt early in life. And so oftentimes those families put a significant amount of financial and time resources into bettering their child's life. And so what we often hear at Show Hope is, is that foster and adoptive parents are exhausted and sometimes they're feeling hopeless. And so the Hope for the Journey Conference, uh, it is meant to deliver great content. You mentioned producing it at a high level, and we, we try to be really intentional about that. But it's really about reminding caregivers that they're not alone. And mm-hmm. so we love it when Hope for the Journey is, is like a cup of refreshing cold water on a journey. I mean, that's awesome. I, I think, um, you know, I, I think back to a couple of years ago when uh, Denise and I had the opportunity to be with you in Nashville and and to be part of the 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 audience for the you know for the live teaching sessions and um, and and it it was I think at that point that um, you guys were beginning to to I think really sort of bolster the um the intentionality of engaging the church and like helping the church think in terms of how you know how are the things that are being taught here and how are the concepts really being applied into the the life and work of the church and and justin i i just want to say that it's been so fun 
over the last couple of years to see that grow. And and I think for for a lot of people, maybe, you know, I think maybe there are a lot of folks that are that are listening to us that have participated in Hope for the Journey somewhere along the way. And and so they it, and it may have been it may have been a few years ago when, you know, when the conference was kind of flying under another name, when the format was different, you know, where it was a two day sort of thing as opposed to one day, um, you know, and and really more of a flexible schedule and the way you guys have put that together. Um, I think, you know, one of the things I just want to affirm to people and and say from somebody who's had the opportunity to see it and you know, experience it over the last couple of years, but also somebody that's been around the conversations that you guys are having. Part of the production value is not just that the video is excellent and the audio is great and, you know, and that and that it's it's like well thought out and well crafted. It's the intentionality of producing something that that's an excellent tool for, you know, for the people that are that are receiving it. Um, and so I just want to affirm if you're out there and and you're leading a, a team of people, if you're, you know, serving in a church where you're you're kind of helping to serve foster and adoptive families, you're you know, you're serving around a, a rap ministry or whatever. Um, this is a great resource to put in the hands of your folks that will that will give them in, great nuggets of wisdom and and great training but it's just also really going to encourage them um and and i think we we walked away um from the the live experience um that was a long day dude like that was that was something else but we were just our socks were blessed off and in just the engagement and the opportunity, but then going back after it and and watching it on, you know, in the online version and kind of participating that way over the last couple of years, um, it just translates very well. And and so I think sometimes people look at this and they go, man, in an online conference, am I really going to get what I would if I were sitting in the room or whatever? Yeah, you do. <laughs> and uh, and it and it really does translate very well. And 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 it's the kind of thing I think that you can, you know, you really can lead your team to, you know, to invest in. Hmm. Um, so maybe um, I, I think you know, thinking about in terms of maybe, maybe walk through with, with folks a little bit of the framework of the conference and, and like the intentionality of what you're, what you're kind of trying to create over the, over the, the day as people are participating with you. Yeah, sure. Uh well, the, the beauty of the conference is that Shoho uh, partners with the Purvis Institute trainers to, to teach the main sessions of the conference. So you have production value, but you also just have gold standard speakers, right, who are part of the, the conference. So this decision, uh, it permits, uh, permits us to deliver the highest level of teaching on TBRI for anyone who needs it. And so um, Purvis Institute teachers are a part of the conference every year. Uh, that's that's just standard for us. And the structure of the conference is modular. There's five modules. Uh, introduction to TBRI, 
connecting principles, empowering principles, correcting principles, and then what we call the gospel and TBRI. And so each module has a main teaching session, and then it has a going deeper video, which dives deeper into a specific topic. Uh, And then a practical perspectives video, which offers attendees first person voices and and stories. And uh, the modules are approximately uh, an hour and 15 minutes. And um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just, I'd love to hear a little bit more because, you know, certainly even as we talk about how important it is for the church to get engaged, how do you see even more church engagement being now that, that there is a digital model and that people can do this? How would you really encourage maybe even the advantages of hosting this conference completely digital, um, having opportunities where it's not so tied to a date? And, and how do you think that flexibility will be able to help small groups and churches and, and families? Yeah. Um, well, we find that the conference is, is most effective when a local church utilizes it as part of a broader intentional strategy for supporting children and families uh, impacted by foster care and adoption. And so um, it, it is a tool, it's a resource that we've created and then we hand over um, and we expect that churches that are hosting it kind of line it up as part of their, their 12 month care for families. Um, now being digital, there's, there's a, there's almost an unlimited number of ways uh, that that the content can be uh, viewed and, and hosted. Individuals and households can certainly register for the conference and they can enjoy it from the comfort of their own home. Um, and, and that's fine. But we really think the conference is best experienced in community. And so um, we've seen churches host it in, in different ways. Uh, we've seen them host it as a two-day conference, maybe a Friday and a Saturday. Uh, this allows them plenty of time to build in discussion between modules uh, and breaks and, and meals. Uh, and then for attendees who cannot attend both days, again, because it's digital, churches and organizations have flexibility to share a number of individual digital passes so attendees don't miss any of the content. So sometimes we'll see you know, a mom and a dad, and maybe mom comes on Friday and dad's home with the kids, and then on Saturday they swap. Um, but this way, both of them can get all the content. Um, and then we've seen, you know, other churches may decide to spread the content out over five weeks and do it almost like a, a you know, weekly Bible study type model uh, where they'll take one module per week and discuss the content. Um, now, what's really beneficial about that is that attendees, they have time to practice what they're learning each week, that week, and then to come back the next week and say, this is what went well. This is not what what went well. You know, let's troubleshoot that. Okay, and let, now let's do the next module. Um, and and then we do see other uh, groups host the conference in one day. Um, that approach is challenging, uh, just particularly <laughs> in in regard to conversation and unpacking the material together. I, I would say all the content is really helpful. If you take it all in at once, it, it really is like a fire hose. Um, mm-hmm. um, but we will, you know, we would say, you know, one way, no one way is the right way. Um, the beauty of the completely digital conference is you just figure out what does our community need? What's the best way to, to deliver it to them? Okay, and then let's do that. And uh, we just want it to be effective for each context. 
Yeah. And I think I think even the fact that you've thought about the what happens next and and there are there are resources that are, you know, that are created for post-conference. So even the so the practicality of, of what you're talking about in doing it with a small group over a series of weeks or, you know, dividing the content up differently. There's there are also resources that you're you're producing that come along with that give you the opportunity to be able to extend even beyond the the content that's a part of the conference. And and so, I, you know, I love the you know practical application and action steps and things that are, you know, that are baked into that. Um, maybe you could kind of just unpack a little bit more about because I because I think, folks, if you haven't if you haven't been through it and you haven't seen what's there, it's it's pretty impressive. Everything that's just kind of placed into your hands and uh, the flexibility that you have going on forward to be able to serve, um, you know, folks in your in your church community or or in your uh, your context. Yeah, well, this certainly some of the resources that that come with the conference. So obviously you, you have all the digital content uh, can be viewed as many times as as you like uh, it does come with a companion notebook for so for organization mm-hmm. registrations we have a small and large organization or church registration that will come with a number of physical companion notebooks um, and and that's really best used as an after conference resource so mm-hmm. go back reference it um, it has it has tips and strategies related to each module um, and uh, and, and there's places in that to take notes. And so all the attendees uh, can take one of those home, you know, and they could share it with their family. They can work mm-hmm. back through it. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing it as a small group, then uh, you can use that as a resource afterwards and, and let's help encourage each other um, with these principles. Uh, and then, you know, especially with the organizational uh, registration, there's digital passes, like I, sh- mm-hmm. like I, I shared that, you can share with those who may not be able to make it. There's a PDF version of the companion notebook. Uh, and then there's also uh, a digital version of each main presenter's slides. So you'll have the exact content that's being presented mm-hmm. um, for for reference later. And then um, we also provide hosting guides. So uh, different churches are going to have different levels of experience hosting conferences. And so we give them lots of good ideas for breakout questions and where to put breaks, which modules to do on which days uh, to try and equip them as best as we can. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I I just want to make sure that folks understand in this is, is there, um, if you have participated in hope for the journey in the past, um, it's still a worthy thing to participate now and, and to, and to, you know, continue to do this on a regular basis um, because of the way that you all really reinvest in this conference. It's it's new material. It's different angles. It's, you know, a different set of resources that give you the opportunity to be able to leverage it with different um, you know, subgroups in your church. And 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 so it's it's a living, breathing thing. It's not 
it's not just a set of content that once you've, you know, kind of once you've seen it and heard it and experienced it, um, you, you know, you have it and you're done with it. Um, it's, it's, it's different. And I think the, the intentionality and, and the care and the, you know, really the, um, just the level of excellence that's placed into uh, trying to produce something that is uh, that's helpful, uh, but also is fresh, is um, you know really really significant, and 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 so I just I can't commend this resource enough. I can't commend this experience enough. It's something that has helped our family. It's something that has been meaningful to us. Um, and and it's also, you know, Herbie, I think, you know, we can say it's something that's that's produced by people who are who are dear, precious, but also trusted friends. And and that's, you know, that's kind of worth its weight in gold, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, when you even talk about that, Dr. Rick, I know you and I will say there's a lot of great resources um, and, and look. We're we're no strangers of saying we love Dr. Purvis. We love the work that mm-hmm. they, they did at TCU. And Dr. Purvis would tell you when she was living that science is fascinating when it begins to finally catch up with God. I mean, she she knew the arc of the gospel okay. and the arc of God's word. However, I love what our friends at Show Hope do by taking it to the next level and saying, right. here's how you can truly apply it within the community of the church, the community of families, with the community of of being able to really say, hey, this is not just a practical um, engagement. But this is actually a spiritual engagement as well as you reach the heart of your child. And so love the work of Show Hope, love that we get to partner with them. And and I know for me, uh, and, I, and I think you would agree, Dr. Rick, I, I cannot impress upon those that are listening highly enough that they need to be a part of this Hope for the Journey conference. Um, it, it, it is something that will bless your family. And it's something that I would say pre, post, even praying through adoption families need mm-hmm. to be a part of this conference. Well, and I think, you know, it also provides the opportunity to be able to bless our communities. Um, one of the things that I that I and I think sometimes maybe we don't think about this layer, but there are there are families that are out there that are um, foster and adoptive families that may not necessarily even be believing families. <laughs> and, and one of the incredible ways to be able to bring them close to the church and to be able to expose them to the gospel is through this conference and through this content. And it's it's such an incredible, um, you know, just kind and winsome front door to, um, you know, to, to people that, um, that, that really, you know, are kind of starving for the, the help that it can be received through, uh, you know, through what's provided in the conference. And so it's, it's a life-giving kind of thing and it, and it's a blessing to them, but man, it's also a, a gospel pathway. Um, and, you know, and Herbie, I, I think one of the things you and I um, love about Show Hope is that that sits at the heart of, of why this ministry exists and, and the gospel is, is not, it's not a, an afterthought. It's, it's the reason. And, uh, and that, that we know that and we trust that. And, and that's why, um, you know, we have so much confidence in, 
in this conference, but also in just in the ministry of Show Hope in general. Absolutely. And of course, we cannot commend enough uh, just the resources that come from Show Hope. Uh, and so I would just say, too, if you are in a place of praying through adoption, and maybe the Lord has even said, no, you're not supposed to adopt. You need to also be faithful to help other families who are called. And as the body of Christ, that's one thing we can do. And that's a beautiful part of what Show Hope is doing is obviously at a core competency, helping grant families who have gone through the requisite training and who are ready for adoption. They're helping them fund adoption, but also they're helping fund kids that are home with that have that have intense medical needs through medical scholarships and health scholarships. And then really as a cherry on the top here, they come bringing this excellent resource and education for families that that can live and breathe for these three months so that families can really digest and get into uh, this information. And so, again, we cannot commend enough. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, obviously, we know that that folks tune in to hear the silver tongued, silver haired, notorious Dr. Rick. But hopefully you'll tune in as well and learn more about all of these incredible resources. Thanks for joining us for the Defender Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.